Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? Before I start the show tonight, I just want to give you the heads up about what it's about. I get uh, special guests. Um, of course, my mom, Grandma Gunnerpunk, as every show has to be approved by her this season. That's how I set this motherfucker up. And I know how hard this season shit is. It's fucking lame. Uh, I wanted to do a show with a guy that I found uh, who did a, a comic book called PTSD the Comic. And uh, that's just the name of it. And I just think it's a brilliant fucking deal. Gonna have him on tonight. Uh, and his buddy who did it. I'm not even going to tell you about it. I'll introduce him when I get there. Paul Gomez. <laughs> and uh, DJ Hall. You'll learn more about these guys. Good talk to my mom. I just wanted to give you the heads up. And I hope you have a great time tonight. Okay. Talk to you soon. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm uh, got my uh, mom here. What's up, mom? Hey, not much. So uh, we're gonna take down one episode that I didn't feel like fucking doing because it was just that annoying. There's been a bunch of these episodes, right, that I've done that have been annoying. Uh, Okay, hold on a second, Mom. Give me a second. Yeah, it's about PTSD, right, Mom? Yep, it's all about PTSD, especially a disease. Well, that's what I got. Uh, my uh, two guests that I got tonight, DJ Hall, ex-Air Force, uh, has an interesting story about it and has PTSD. Um, and, uh, so he's military PTSD. I've only had a few military PTSDs on, you know? Yeah. And, and then, uh, we got, uh, Paul Gomez, who works for, uh, uh, this guy named Kevin Guillotine. He's going to tell you the story about this group of people who will, like, help you kickstart. You know Kickstarter, Mom? These guys will help uh, people kickstart their project, and and a lot of the people who are on there, it seems like, if not all of them, are are very like open and conscious minded and uh, covering aspects that are like uh, people want to talk more realistically about, you know. And that's another thing we talk about on this show tonight is the lack of of realism on specific things to talk you know when you're talking when you talk on a podcast you can be like totally open when you talk in the media it's all cover-ups and like fucking hush hush you can't say that bullshit you know uh so you know uh we talk about the op ha uh, opening up of uh of uh getting into uh you know what it's like to have ptsd and all the different things in the in the present that are 
correlating with that, you know, Mom? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think about that, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> you got any PTSD story you want to share before we get this uh, show rolling? Well, we all have different reactions to things. And while I was incarcerated because of vitamins and TV, you know, uh, I had this friend that was an elderly black lady who worked in housekeeping and unfortunately she was very castrated. You couldn't hear her coming. And I I told her, I begged her, I said, please, please don't keep walking up on me like that from my blind side. Make some kind of noise when we know you're back there. And one day she come around the corner and I had her off the floor up against the wall with my elbow mashed into her throat before I realized what I'd done and I looked up and seen who it was and I let her down and I said, now do you understand? I did not mean to do that. That is a conditioned reflex. And I explained it all to her. Yeah, I got a few too now, and I know a lot of us do. I hope this platform, you know, ends up being some kind of relief, you know, even if it's just a few people listening to it right now, you know, Mom? Because I believe that it will it'll do something bigger, you know? Yeah, and we got to keep this a positive role to help people get through the holidays because that is an extra hard time for a lot of people with PTSD. Yep, that gets brought up on the first part of this uh, hour, too. With the fireworks going off everywhere for New Year's and stuff because a lot of vets that have seen combat, that drives them nuts. A lot of people that have been victims of drive-bys or been at the scenes where people have fired into big crowds and stuff. It gives them the willies. They can't deal with it. Yeah. No, I, I know it. They're beautiful. It's just that noise. And that smell of gunpowder. Yep, it's just uh, one of the things that's not acknowledged. You know, and uh, people without it are generally going to go ahead and keep it rolling as it's uh that's what the normal thing is to do you know but the the conscious thing to do is what we're going to talk about tonight so you ready to get this motherfucker rolling i've put on uh noise canceling headphones and sat out there and watched them but you still got that gunpowder smell going right off the mississippi river you're right on it yeah How are things going out there, by the way? Um, pretty good, pretty good. The neighborhood's been fairly quiet since Beast got killed. 
and he must have been the one stirring up a lot of this shit. Huh. Well, we'll save that for an episode, huh? Probably. All right, well, let's get this motherfucker rolling. You ready? Yep. All right, hold on. And if I lose the material at the end, uh, you can find a fucking Dr. Seuss Sumi court fucking. <laughs> All right, I'm going to load a fucking bowl here. What's up? Welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, I got uh, Paul Gomez, uh, who created the PTSD comic. Uh, who did I meet that was uh, in charge of, uh, who was the guy pimping off that book, Paul? He's the one that hooked us all up, right, Kevin Delia? Right. From, or from Gilliam, or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Guillotine? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we also have DJ Hall, uh, who was, uh, would you say you're the latter inspiration for the book? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that, but... Um, How would you... And this is the kind of the first time I've I've really heard about this. Not that it is a new newer idea, but huh? Hello. Yes, hello. What happened? Oh no, we're all here. I was I was asking. Uh, this isn't the first time this kind of book has been made, but uh. This is the first time it's just been called straight up PTSD, huh? Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. I've heard a lot of people ask me why I kind of named it PTSD, and it was really to talk about mental illness and stuff, and I didn't want to avoid the subject. I know that some people were a little cautious about it, but it was like, if we're going to hit the subject, why avoid any any part of it? We should put it out there so you know what, what you're dealing with whenever you do open that book. Right. So it's not this thing that's about PTSD without it being known that it's about PTSD. It's actually known that it's about PTSD. Exactly. I mean, I, I didn't want to surprise anybody by naming it something else, and then you all of a sudden, you know, open the book, and there it is. Then, then it hits you. Like you, you see yeah. that book, you, you see that title, and you know basically kind of what you're going to be in for whenever you do open that book. What's the synopsis about the book? What's it about? Well, it's, it's really about a man who, who uh, gets into an argument, and he, he, he takes a hit, which makes him relive three or four memories in his past that really changed his life, and... and kind of made him struggle throughout it. And that's really, really what the, the book started. It's really a cautionary tale about how if you don't take care of the things in the past, then they're going to come back around to haunt you. And that's, that's kind of a time-told tale right there, huh, for human existence. Right. Uh, DJ Hall, uh, you have been diagnosed with PTSD. Uh, yeah. 
out of the military. Um, you don't have to talk about that kind of stuff if you don't want to, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. But if you would, uh, is there anything that you would want to talk about out of that, like uh, as far as your throwdown into this kind of book uh, and being the, the, the one that actually is diagnosed with PTSD as far as like the two of you working on the book? No, that, you sound good. I, I, you know, many questions come up for me, too. I mean, one of them being, like, you're in, uh, I don't, you know, if I'm going too far prying, just say, hey, shut up, dude. <laughs> but, um, no, I, you know, you're in VA. You go to VA. Yeah. And do you feel like, as far as, like, see, I never served military time. I got all mine from the home front. So mine's uh, a CPTSD, you know, um, with your particular instance, we got some, uh, are you guys okay there? Just hear some background noise or, uh, it, as far as like, uh, 
as far as like, uh, huh? It's okay. It's not that bad. I just want to make sure you guys are okay if I have to stop, you know, because uh, I'll stop every time I hear something. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as to continue, um, you know, as far as like if, uh, like a, a positive end to other people um, dealing with military PTSD, I've only had a few people on uh, that have had military uh, PTSD, military-issued PTSD. Uh, do you have anything positive on that end? Do you feel like the comic could help them out, or do you feel like it's relevant? Yeah, I mean, from my experience, like reading, um, I reread it yesterday, um, and I can't just uh, to kind of grasp what was happening. I, I, I think a lot of people are scared to talk about it, or they're kind of embarrassed to talk about it in some cases. Like, for me, I, I don't like talking I didn't know that was the statistic on it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that, that was one of the inspirations for the book. I was watching a TV show right around Memorial Day, and it, it's called uh, Alone, and he was talking about the 22, 22 a day, and he was he was being motiv motivated by it. Well, that's one of the characters in the, the show Alone, and he was talking about how if he could make it 22 days out there by himself in the wilderness. He could show that other people can make it and talk about their their mental illness. So it was it was really one of those things that I wanted to write this book, not just about PTSD, but mental struggles as well. But it also helped because it it lent to to every other me mental illness out there. Yeah. It was a, it was a, the gateway kind of like to open up, uh, Hey, well, here's this issue. Here's this issue. Uh, things that are just as uncomfortable e equally for people to generally talk about, even though I have been seeing a lot of, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Have you guys noticed people trying to cash in on PTSD and making t-shirts and coffee mugs and shit off this crap? Do you the, the one thing I, I always said is because is, I've gotten a lot of animosity for making the book and I've got a lot of praise for making the book and I've always said if it helps at least one person then I, I'll carry that criticism from the people that, that, that think I'm not genuine. Because that's what was in your heart to begin with was the actual care towards the situation. It wasn't to like market it wasn't trying right. to, and you know, like this whole like, I'm just going to market it because it's uh, it's woke and popular. Yeah, 
or it's becoming woke. I think mental illness is getting on the woke list more, you know, because it's like now people are claiming to have mental illness. What I don't like is what, and I'm glad you guys had covered this, was that you, Paul, do not have mental illness and that you don't have PTSD. And you and you've been honest with that, right? I, I haven't had PTSD. I did suffer from a bit of depression, and you know when it the pandemic hit, it hit us hard, especially me and my family. So whenever it hit us, and we had so many mental illnesses that that were in that instance, where my daughter was cutting herself, and and my son had caught COVID, and he was struggling, and it rained holy hell on you, yeah. You got rained yeah. on by holy hell, yeah. And, and because of that, and because of the fact that they didn't really want to talk about it, I was trying to find a way to, to bring up that discussion. And PTSD kind of kind of led the way because that's that's the one thing that seems to, to gravitate to everybody, and, and everybody stops and takes notice. It wasn't that I was trying to make a dollar out of it or anything like that. I just wanted to bring that, that conversation to light of any mental illness. As a matter of fact, at the back of the book, I actually put some, some numbers in there for, for anyone who's looking for help. That's awesome. I mean, you know, uh, I personally don't advocate uh, a, a quarter of, or at least a quarter of the mental health system, and I think it's a, a, a scam myself. And that was kind of why I created this platform to have this show on for uh, you and DJ here to to like talk and have people on like you because you can't really hear this shit on the actual news, and this isn't even like NPR shit, man. I'm I'm punk rock, and I think this is anarchist, and I think it's anarchistic what you guys did too on a lot of levels because you know technically the mental health association if they had been involved with whatever you were doing. There would be a Zyprexa fucking ad in the back of it, Seroquel, you know, may cause, you know, nausea, bleeding, dying of, you know, bladder cancer kind of bullshit. And, you know, it's just this big warning with pills. I think what you guys did was even more medicinal. And I think there is a level of punk rock to it, so kudos to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you should be proud. And this is what people really like, you know, there's plenty of punks that aren't like me that do get into the service, the military. And when they get out, they're even more fucking jaded because they totally see through this crap. And I think, you know, the crap is what keeps the block on, uh, where, you know, we still don't get to talk about mental illness the way that you, me and you guys are right now, but I'm hoping in the future, other people will hear my big mouth. And hear cool people like you guys that got on here and get and start putting it together, you know? And and, and create more of the platform to for communications uh, that are, are spiritually based like this. You know, because this is spiritual. You're not gonna hear this on the media. It doesn't have anything to fucking do with a new Acura, you know, or the or a Taco Bell, you know, commercial or some bullshit. It does, this isn't commercialized. This is real. Right. You know, and I think that's what I liked about this whole thing to begin with. And I really liked that, uh, what was it, Ke Kevin Guillotine? <laughs> Put us together, you know. 
<laughs> I look forward to working with that guy too. I know he's going to bring me some more cool guests like you guys. Um, but I okay on the, on the one end, you got people trying to cash in on all on all this stuff like that. I think that what you guys did will probably start a chain reaction of more. Probably people in the military, because I think the military is a more mainstream look at PTSD. And I only say that because it's been around for a lot longer and only associated with battlefield. And you could only get it during wartime or service. So it's like, now they've proven that you can get it from sexual abuse. You can get it from getting beaten. You can get it from, like, all some some of the simpler things because you were t- DJ, you were talking earlier about the kind of stereotype that would happen to get PTSD in a lot of people's minds. You know, you'd have to see this kind of crazier stuff. But really, it's we're a lot more fragile than that. You agree? I love it too. I, I love when, uh, you know, people like us, uh, can sit down and talk. These are the shows that are, that help the most because, and especially right now, me and my mom are going to do a seasonal, uh, depression episode coming up here. Um, and I, I wanted to tackle it cause my mom wanted to, and she was like, well, you know, it's half the reason you're doing this platform, man. But the platform, you know, it's not, you know, it was my idea. And that and that idea, without being a braggart, like to be like, hey, you know, I want to put these issues up, and I got a big mouth, and I got a way of articulating and talking to people, you know. And I don't think in like real life, you know, if we were meeting up like this, I'd be awkward, sweaty, 
uh, nervous, but then when I get my mind on and I know that it's going to help people and like, I got to be on, you know, I, I got the ability to do that and not on in this like, Hey, it's entertainment, even though technically this is entertainment because I can't consider it uh, legit mental health or I could get sued by the mental health association, have the whole thing fucking yake down. So I can't really legitly call it ther ther you know therapy that you know is legal. <laughs> but uh, you know I can what I can do is like you know take these shared experiences, throw it up there, and be like you know hey, uh, I'm not the fucking suicide hotline, but I I'll let you tell a story, and you know, uh, I think you know there's a lot of people who need to talk and mental illness. Is definitely one of the uh, issues that's really prominent right now. Because I think, you know, since the virus started, I've seen a lot of, like, uh, uh, a lot of uh, fear of people feeling like they had PTSD all of a sudden from just the virus happening. Which, you know, may or may not be uh, true. I don't know how hard things can rock people like that. Sometimes if you just get it out there, it helps out a great deal. Whenever you talk about PTSD, most people do think of military. But this this story, it has like three or four four flashbacks for this guy, and it's, it's like you know him dealing with his father when he was younger before he even joined the military, and then you know dealing with the the death of his wife after the military, and it's like it hits you in so many different ways. You never know how or when it's going to hit you. Sometimes it, you don't want to deal with it for so many reasons, and and that's why you know you have to have that something to bring that conversation out. We, I didn't want to avoid any pulling punches in this thing because I do know that it's hard to hard to get some people to talk about it. But I wanted it to be a cautionary tale. Whenever I was writing this book, I was like, you know, I had dealt with depression and. If I didn't go to the doctor, if I didn't talk about it, what was the worst thing that could happen if I had let it just be? Right. And that's where I came up with the ending of this book. I mean, it, it's a hard ending, but it's like, you know, please just don't let it get this far in your life. That's excellent, too, that, you know, you didn't pull the uh, punches. And uh, I think that's one of the things that, with limited amount of platforming uh, and uh, abilities for people to come at uh, with their specific illnesses. And to really, uh, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but for like the last like 20 years or whatever, since Big Pharma really, which is going on 20 years, um, uh, really, uh, it, um, it, uh, what am I trying to say? It's like, uh, it's it's scary. It's a lot of people who have this kind of uh, experiencing mental illness. They don't want to be put on pills right away and told that they're bipolar, and that's not even what they are. Uh, and I thought that was like a, a an interesting you know point of view for you know they still like will tell you oh you got bipolar tendencies or da 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 you know bipolar is a really dark rare mental illness in real life, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying. To really be any uh, of of the actual traits of bipolar, uh, you know, 
the stats are there. You guys can go look it up or whatever, not just you guys, but everybody out there in Podzine land. You guys can go look up this shit, but uh, I think a lot of times they'll diagnose you with the wrong mental illness before they'll actually establish the right one. And, you know, I it just seems like the lack of care, specifically in America, uh, is it's it's just kind of appalling, you know, like where say you do have PTSD and, you know, you have to call, you're in a state like Oregon uh, where unfortunately you're treated as a criminal. If you have mental illness or experiencing it and don't know how to handle it, they will come and arrest you. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing I'm going to get on the show actually more exposed to because this goes hand in hand and, these are the elements that really put together a tapestry I've discovered over the years, being a patient. And one of the things that I, uh, I told you, Paul, was, you know, I'm not necessarily down with someone who doesn't have mental illness uh, doing uh, the particular subject matter, but because you, I felt you, you did it right. And you got DJ to assist you, and you got the verification on it, you know, and, and it wasn't just this, hey, I'm some, because one of the things I noticed when I was trying to get help with PTSD was having a doctor who didn't have PTSD. And it's like, you're a textbook fucking suit dummy, dude. Just, you know, leave me the fuck alone. You have no idea what the fuck I'm going through. And I think in the VA, at least people who are in the VA, they've been through that that thing. Am I right about that, DJ? Yeah, yeah, I know they have uh, things. You know, I've looked around, and different different areas they'll have different like get-togethers. Like if you feel like you want to talk or just kind of hang out with people. Um, luckily, like I have enough people kind of close to me that I can talk to. I never felt like I needed to do like, but I, I know they would have. Yeah. Like, even if it opens one person's eyes to, like, you know, you know, I'm not alone in this. Like, I can go talk to somebody. I can, you know, you, you just gotta take care of yourself and those around you because that's the thing too. I, from what I've seen personally, and, and you know, it, it it can affect those around you too as much as yourself. And so, yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I wish I, I'm hoping more people. I think, you know, you have to protect that thing that can't protect itself. I saw that on a on a Catholic church motive, or, you know, like the marquee or whatever outside this church or whatever, you know, out here. 
How's this thing? That's just common sense, though, man. You shouldn't have to be religious to fucking understand that. You know, that should just be like this thing that's just like common sense. I, you know, I think people are generally afraid to be happy. And I think that's why we have so much uh, hard time trying to establish. And we're so late into the (laughs) new millennium just now getting to this shit, you know, 21 years after the after the mark of MK, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> Y2K. Uh, you know, we should have all been dead according to Futurama. But, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, there is just, we're just now creeping up on this shit that we should have just touched a long time ago, man. And um, I think, you know, the more... The people like you and I, and you know, we're you guys are doing this. I'm trying to do this thing on this end, and it it works together because it gives the exposure to the comic. I'm going to let you guys uh, tell everybody here at the end when the shit alarm goes off, uh, how to contact you, what to do, you know, if they want to, you know, and if they're feeling certain ways, any advice that you would like to give to them, I'd like to hear that right now, you know, because. I feel like there's a lot of creators who have mental illness. They can't even go get the help, man, because they're that scared. Even though I feel like you do have to bite the bullet, and and even though you may be a uh, you may be like me and so punk rock that you're just like fuck these guys, but uh, you do have to face them, and you have to get properly uh, diagnosed. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think, you know, I say that because, uh, are you there? All right, give me a test real fast. What's up, guys? You out there? What's happening? All right, hold on. I guess we lost these guys for a minute. I got this crazy-ass fucking ghetto cricket phone thing and it just decided, hey, I'm going to turn off right in the middle of this. You guys there? Yeah, sorry about that, man. Yeah, don't do not do cricket, man. Use Metro PCP. They're better, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think right where we were talking about was platforming and, the, and people not wanting to turn it. I think where I was going was people didn't want to turn into a box of Kleenexes. You know, it's like, here, let me lobotomize you with a bunch of pills and give you a bunch of bullshit information you know, like Santa Claus is real, the fucking, you know, uh, and it's not, you know, the pills will end up turning your, your, your insides into water and deteriorating you over a period of time. Uh, and, uh, you're not getting shit for help. You're just, it's just that I felt like, did you guys see the Joker movie? Yeah. What'd you think about that? Of his, of a lot of people, you know, 
Yep, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, you know what, too? Did you guys ever hear the conspiracy that Bobby De Niro's got his hand in Big Pharma? Uh, you know, and I felt like that was him. Uh, kind of putting that target on on mentally ill people. Uh, by Because you got to imagine... People that are mentally ill watching this, they're like, oh, that's that's deep, that's moving. But people who aren't mentally ill, it just looks like, you know, it's painting more of a target on mentally ill people. It's kind of the way that The Simpsons are, or Family Guy, when they talk about somebody that's dealing with mental illness, or on South Park, they still have that classic, should, should have been banned a long time ago, look at uh, people who are mentally ill. Uh, where they just make them look totally nuts. You know, it's so stereotyped, man. And uh, I always thought, hey, let's let's take it up a notch, man, and start creating cartoon characters that are actually, you know, diagnosed with mental illnesses. Because, uh, well, yeah, because, man, I mean, it's just like, it is one thing to do a doc. I felt like maybe you did more of a, a documentary style. Is that correct about the comic? Uh, so, you know, just take it up a notch and evolve it to where, you know, like it's just, uh, it's just at this, you know, uh, I, cause I developed a character, for example, and he's got PT, he's got CPTSD, but I, for me, it was really hard to establish what motive he was cause he's really like this adorable, uh, anamorphic rabbit character. He belongs at Warner Brothers. Because, you know, they house rabbits. Right. <laughs> uh, that's just the way that goes, you know. But um, he he would be the first guy to be, you know. I tried to talk to somebody at the Laugh Factory, too, in L.A. about it. And, they were, and the intern was like, I don't know if I'd want to be the poster boy for mental illness like that. I was like, well, when I need the opinion of 1-800-INTERN, I'll give you a fucking call back. Mental illness is just coming, I mean, it's coming to the forefront a lot more often. You got, like, shows like uh, That Good Doctor with the autistic doctor. I mean, just being right there at the, the star of the show. And he's you know? he's autistic. Yeah. Would you say that he's, like, the first time you've seen that? I don't think it's the first time I've seen an autistic person in the show, but it's probably the first time they a lead as, as the character being and a, a more mature look at it where it's not just this like oh he's got cats in a bag and he's throwing them at the cat lady he's a fucking lunatic you know right. you know what I'm saying like would you say it's more evolved than that well definitely I, mean, I haven't seen it you know yeah he's a doctor as opposed to being the side character or, or the person that, that that people kind of just notice because of his, his illness. He, he's actually the, the main character and the whole show revolves around him where, you know, most of the time you see someone who's got a mental illness in the show, 
they are that supporting cast kind of thing, and everybody's still sorry for them. But this one, he's like everything on the show. Huh. I'm going to have to check that out. Thanks for dropping me in on that. How long has it been out? I think about four seasons now. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. Well, it's just nice to know then, you know, uh, that these things are, we're all kind of swimming in the same thought pool, where if it's like anything that can, like, help out and throw down and change and alter the current vision of consciousness on the situation that really needs to be looked at and examined uh, more respectfully, you know? Like, you know, it's it's shit that Leonard Nimoy would be fucking talking about right now. In Search Of was in yeah, season yeah. 43, you know. <laughs> I miss that guy. I think he understood, yeah. you know. And there's been some cats throughout time that have demonstrated. Uh, for me, I'm a rough, I'm a rough character, you know. I uh, I kind of came at it like... I want to do something more experimental and kind of be a fucking dick about it. Um, and I may not sound that way on this episode, but I have. Believe me, guys. Uh, there's been tons of shit that I've done that. Uh, this is a neat. This is an easy one because you know it's what I want. I want to hear about people like y'all doing this shit, you know, and 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 being a a part of it, you know, and I, so what's the name of the thing Kevin Guillotine runs? What's his fucking deal? Uh, ink, ink marketing. And so he's the one that puts this whole, like, hey, here's a bunch of conscious level comics that can come out right. and affect uh, people in an independent way, right? Uh, he, yeah, he, he represents a lot of independent comics, not just us, but I mean, you know, some silly ones and some, some crazy ones, but definitely, you know, he, he came in to, to help with PTSD and he, he's been great about it. He's been great about it. Uh, and you, have you guys met him? Or just no, through no, a no, Zoom no, call? Hello? Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't met him in person. Um, I've talked with him a little bit since the book has come out, just on, on Facebook, you know, just kind of small talk. He seems he seems cool, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, I mean he, he's great. He he really made me feel like family whenever I, I started uh, working with him. You know, in the middle of the campaign, my son he's diagnosed with diabetes and he's uncontrolled. He was in the hospital for about five days and Kevin was calling every day checking up on me and my son. So I mean him and him and the Ink family were really really great helping me out with everything. Uh, he's someone that you would suggest to other artists that may be in uh, relevant or similar uh, situations with comic uh, content and creation right now. Maybe they could contact yeah, this guy. If, if you're looking for, for anyone to help out with the Kickstarter or, you know, or if you're starting up, he's definitely someone that's got a lot of questions and a lot of, a lot of resources that can help. So, I mean, he, he's been there. For, for many, many questions that I had in the whole comic industry. And me starting out, PTSD wasn't supposed to be my first book, but it just so happened that everything was falling into place with it. 
and I didn't know how to market it. And whenever I reached out to him, because I did some studying and looking at other marketers, and whenever I talked and interviewed him, it just was the great, the best fit. I love it, man. I'm glad that, that I'm glad it was something that could come into fruition, uh, specifically for me because uh, I think for the last, you know. Being subjected to having a mental illness that I really had to take seriously. Unfortunately, the timing was right at Big Pharma getting kicked. That was getting right. kick-started. Uh, but uh, if I hadn't been on it and I hadn't suffered with it and been drugged to hell and back, you know, I wouldn't know what I was fighting for sure. Um, and I think that's kind of the price of the of, a, of being a hero is to have some level of PTSD anyway, you know, because when you look at these guys or whatever, speaking of the Joker, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's a kid. He hasn't even had PTSD yet, you know? I mean, you know, and it's, a, it's totally, he, his parents haven't gotten killed yet, you know, or whatever. I don't know if that fucking happens on there or not. I can't remember, but anyway, you know, I just thought the whole thing was kind of a kind of a messagey and targety, and on one end, it looked like you know, hey, Joaquin Phoenix is this cool ass dude who played the uh, the stoner detective uh, in that one movie, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, and he's a cool dude, and he's like this cool dude, you know. But I thought they ripped off too much Scorsese. I thought Scorsese is the one that should have done it and then really made him violent. You know, they should have just made him violent, more violent. It seemed like he wasn't, uh, he was really apprehensive about his kills in a way. And I, I, I didn't like that. I was like, well, if you're going to make him a fucking psychopath, don't just make it look like he's got PTSD and he's fucking, I kind of want to fucking kill him, but I kind of don't. It's like, no, just fucking kill the motherfucker, you know? It's just like, in the end, he, he finally flips his biscuits or whatever when he fucking shoots uh, King of Comedy over there. But I, I just thought, you know, they're using the same props from King of Comedy. You guys saw that before? I have seen that one. That one was Scorsese that, uh, with Jerry Lewis as a talk show host that Bobby De Niro, who plays this... Robert Plifkin, dude. I thought that was his name or something like that. And he, and he, Bob Plifkin. And they, uh, he, de he decides the only way to get really get in is to kidnap the fucking host of The Tonight Show, you know? So he, he kidnaps Jerry Lewis. And I thought that was even more of a demonstration of mental illness than Joker. Even though... Uh, Plifkin only gets charged with like, well, he got six months in prison for kidnapping the guy, and <laughs> you know, and then when he got out, he was a famous celebrity, and that was his whole plan. You know, it's like, hey, you just gotta do just enough crime to get in, right? Uh, but uh, you know, as far as like uh, pushing the kind of stuff that uh, you and I are, because right now I'm working on a pedophile vigilante comic, and. Uh, where, like, you know, it's, in one comic, it's these kids protecting kids. And they'll fucking kill, hurt motherfuckers bad that will hurt a kid. And I I wanted to show that because originally, it, you know, I had done it and there was a number of issues about it 
but I hadn't had it so violent. It was shooting from mainstream. And once I had, yeah. I had talked to somebody about it more, they were like, no, it's about kids, but it's for adults. And it's to show adults, you know, the, the irresponsibility of hurting children and in a what if reality, yeah. the repercussions of that, you know? Uh, I also have a, a separate, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's an anti-hero. He's kind of the punisher of child abusers. Right? Yeah, he goes after, you know, he's, he's specific. He sounds like a specific character. He sounds like the specific character that's kind of floating around in the American consciousness right now, too, you know? to cover there and, and you know it is a very specific thing I always felt like you know we're in this age of like ego platforming you know like Facebook YouTube iPhone you know everything's all it's all about your ass you know TikTok it's all about your time and your you know what I, <laughs> uh, you know but um, and your your indulgence to you know some supplicate to uh, new levels of narcissism accompanied by artificial intelligence which really doesn't give a fuck about the safety and protection of like children and elders and the environment it's really like what's still left up to us i felt like if you could just make it as popular to protect these things as it is to this fucking show you you know showing your face or 
lip syncing to another song or what how what great thing you you know ate for lunch today <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like uh you know if you know to show how big of a dick you are when you don't give a fuck uh and to get that level of consciousness going i think we're almost i you know in a way i feel like we're like right there man in a way and i think you know we were talking about not exemplifying feelings i don't know if that was on this show or what but uh um we, you know the abil- the inability to not show feelings on a specific subject matters that's yeah we, you were talking about like how we don't talk about uh having the illness or this level of embarrassment um in the first half of the show you know it was like you, you know it's you have to be able to not feel bad about it. Not get treated like a fucking criminal. That's for fuck sure. Oregon's fucked in the head. Oregon is fucked in the head. I don't know if you guys are in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but uh, man, the it, it, the Pacific Northwest is it's so fucked. Their heads are so fucking fucked up, and it's just like homeless on parade. And a bunch of like just ego driven, they're either ego driven on the platform of TikTok just to show themselves. And there's all these different levels, you know. Uh, if they got power, they're inside the government or entertainment, you know. They do it that way. Uh, and it's just like nothing ever really changes up. And small groups and broken up bands of rebels like us are left, you know, scattered abroad. That's how I told my uh, comic book partner. Uh, Tim Simpson, and I, I told him, I was like, we're just scattered abroad, man. <laughs> you know, we're not, like, put together, you know. It's not this, like, global, like, uh, it, hey, if we put as much thought and relished as much fucking thought as these bad guys do uh, with their evil plans, hell, we'd have a, a decent fucking fight going. But, you know, with everybody just Whoa. shot down and just... You know, it's all about them, man. It's not about the safety of kids or or aware mental illness awareness or. It's just like, how do you break that chain of shit? You know. Thoughts, comments, guys. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I right on. I understand. I agree with you. Like, it's like when I was writing the book, there was a lot of people that were against it, but. That wasn't, it wasn't going to stop. It was like I was trying to do something for good. So I, I wasn't going to be deterred by these people who wanted to quiet you kind of thing. I, I'm so glad you guys took the time to do it, man. How long did it actually take you to uh, make PTSD the comic book? Well, it only took me about three months. I, I really got lucky because uh, my first project, took me about six months and it's barely coming out, you know, this month. But in the meantime, whenever that one got delayed, it's, it's whenever I went and looked for an artist and he was dropping paces every day. And I got lucky finding DJ because, you know, I, I, I had an artist for the cover on my other book and he dropped out and he recommended DJ to me and I saw DJ's art and I thought it worked perfect for this book. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait to look at it. You know, I, I wish I had taken the time before the show 
And I'm sorry I haven't actually uh, been able to honestly look at it, but I encourage everybody out there listening to, I'll be reading it with you. Uh, and uh, I am totally down uh, to throw down support. Um, whatever I can do. Uh, if you guys are on that team with Kevin Guillotine, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to join up too. But I'll, I'll be honest, I, I did have one guy who is on his actual platform. I had him on the show one time. And I don't really want to drop his name because I took down the show too. Uh, but I can tell you what he did was uh, he had created this cool thing. It was a PDF uh, Dropbox for people to drop off their comic book so people could read it on free comic book day. And it was the first free comic book day in the virus, you know? Oh, wow. And I thought it was cool. Uh, and so I had him on the show. And it went south really fast. He had made some not-so-great comments. <laughs> and uh, it, it turned into a, a shit-slinging fest to where I found out the guy was a cop from New York. And I was like, really, are you one of those pigs that... <laughs> and I said it that way. <laughs> I was like, are you one of those pigs that would have just let, that just let people sleep on the subway right now and... You know, during this bullshit butcher virus, or uh, would you be one of the cops that actually was cool and cracked open a squat and just let people fucking, you know, go in there and shut the fuck up about it? I was like, you know, there's a lot of property still around, you know, for as high of rent as Manhattan is, most of it is just litigated and it's people aren't even living there, man. You know, there's a lot of people there. I'm not saying that, but, you know, in a lot of these places, there's plenty of places where you could stick motherfuckers all over the place. Uh, and, you know, I just don't feel like anybody should be hungry or uh, on the street or without, you know, services. And, you know, I don't even like getting started about the vaccine. But I, uh, I definitely am down with the whole doing something positive to help somebody out like you guys did. And I, and I hope it kind of spreads around and uh, just starts uh, becoming this more popular thing. And it's been a real pleasure to have you guys on here. Uh, what do we get to look forward to next again? Go ahead and run us out and then leave us uh, some information too on how to get a hold of you guys.
the best way to reach me is either on Facebook or on Instagram. My Instagram, I just recently changed the name to it. It's just under my full name, Don Jason Hall, E-O-N-J-A-S-O-N-H-A-L-L. And I would say start there and, and you can shoot me a message anytime on there. I usually respond pretty quickly and you can check out my art if that's what interests you. And yeah, thanks for having me on. It was cool to talk, talk with Paul you know, in greater depth about stuff and, and uh, you know, meet you through the phone and, and do this whole thing. I appreciate you guys, too, doing it. Thank you. <laughs> Say it again. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you very much. You guys ready for the next season of Mandalorian or what? Oh, yeah. You want that baby Yoda crack, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to smoke some more baby Yoda crack. I, I was watching the uh, reactionary videos, some of them from, like, you know, people, you know, diehard Star Wars fans, as I, I'm sure you guys are, like, old school like I am. Uh, but, uh,. Uh, you know, where, uh, you know, they're like, when you find out it's Luke in that final uh, episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I was like, it was, it was fucking phenomenal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you know, just to show, hey, whatever uh, will help you guys out there artistically, creatively. If it's helping taking the edge off, and 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 you can keep it on a on a legal, uh, you know, heel right now, and I know a lot of that help ain't there, man. But if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at two zero six 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 five eight four seven. You can email me at Adam Air Williams at gmail dot com, all little letters, um, and. Uh, you can contact me, and if you don't want to talk to me, you want to talk to my mom, Grandma Gutterpunk. She's going to be around all season. I got her on here. And uh, guys, DJ, Paul, you guys be safe and keep up the good work, man. And thanks for the inspiration for me personally. Uh, you know, I just want to thank you guys. It was it was pretty awesome to hear it. Heroic, man. All right. I'll be right back. All right. Well, that was a hell of a show. Did you like that one, Mom? Yeah, I sure did. And I want to add in my little gutter snippet to all these little gutter snipes out there, wherever you may be in your travel. Be kind to each other. We are the reason for the season, man. It don't matter if, if that's your biological family. It's the family you've created and the people you've got around you. Be kind to them. Yep, and if you can't, uh, and they pissed you off or whatever, and it's just hit that shit mark where you're just, you know, you got to cut them out. You know, this is a hard time of the season to have to experience that, but ironically, that's when a lot of people have to experience this kind of bullshit. Well, walk away and go to your friends. Well, unless they're your family, and if it's the if it's your actual family, family that's hurting you, you know, that's another issue too. Away from, I did. I was eleven years old when I got away from that. It's a damn shame we got put in that position. I was just a little. I was a few years older when I just I had to fucking leave.
you know. I had fake ID that I was 23 and was running a bar two weeks later. Oh, man. Kind of fucking uh, humiliating, and you know, but then it's also humbling, and it does build this character, you know. Thank God that I had some good hippies running around that I could consult for advice from good elders. They had some more po- more PMA style mom, like positive mental attitudes. Yeah. If you guys can find that out there right about now, I mean that shit's like fucking striking uranium, right? <laughs> Especially during this fucking virus, and everybody's just out of their fucking minds. And well, a lot of them have street bands and train hopping bands and stuff together. And they just got to remember, music is the universal language, and love is the key. Love is the key. Understanding and people living in harmony. And music's an internal thing, too, right, Mom? It's like you don't have to necessarily be listening to music on the physical plane. You'll hear the music of the universe. Yeah, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. That's the legit shit. That's when, that's when you'll start making the actions to make the changes. And that's what I was telling these guys earlier in the show. You know, I was like, I think it's very anar- anarchistic, you know, uh, to be spiritual, you know, and to like actually be just be honest. I was like, this isn't even NPR shit, you know. They won't even talk to you about the real shit you know, and get real stories and get the legit, uh, unadulterated, you know, stories behind, you know, I won't get anybody who doesn't have a solid story on here. You know that. Yeah. But I'll... It has to be mom approved. <laughs> this fucking season, it has to be gutter, grandma gutter punk. Oh, And this one checks out, huh, Mom? Yeah, I just want to let them all know. This is Mom approved. Well, another one bites the dust, gang. I'm a pooping woman and I approve this message. That's a son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't avoid a dig at my favorite commercial at the moment. I love it. Well, I commercials and talk about the dumbing down of America. You're the boss this season, Mom. I gave you the reins. You get to reign holy hell. Uh, yes, always holy. Keeping it holy. Kind of like my socks from now from two years ago. Oh, that sucked, man. That was some shitty delivery, too. I'm sorry, guys. All right, Mom. Well, I'm stop offending people with shit jokes. And uh, you ready to get this? <laughs> Oh, hey. As long as we make them grin, that's the reason for the season. Well, you heard it first, guys, and we hope you're having a safe holiday, whatever the fuck you're celebrating, and whatever the fuck pronoun you are. Yep, give us a call, man. Me and my mom are here for you. And you know, if I can't handle it, my mom fucking can, okay? All right, I love you, mom. Love you too, darling.
You've been listening to Adam Air, MD, GED. And that's Underground Cartoon Therapy.